love of God does it actually mean? Um, I doubt we'll get to the bottom of that tonight, but hopefully we can experience and think a little bit more about what that love is for us. Um, so Kathy very kindly has offered to read for us, and uh, because we don't have anything on the screens, you may well want to look it up in your Bibles. From 1 John chapter 4, verses 4 to 12. Yeah, 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 to 12, and you'll find it on page 1,237. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of your word. Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Thank you, God. Let's pray. Father, Son, and Spirit, I pray that you might flow through the words that have been prepared and make them live and dance and sing in all of our hearts, that our spirits might rejoice and that we might go home changed. In Jesus' name, amen. So, I can't lift this up for very long, but just to make sure you can all see it. I think it was dead long before then. I dug this plant up because it was in the wrong place. And I thought, I'll put it in a pot and it will be a nice thing to have on the patio. Um, but I think I might have overpruned it. And I can't even remember what plant it is now, um, but I'm pretty sure it's dead. So the plan is to uh, put it on the compost heap soon. When a plant looks like that and doesn't thrive, it's usually mainly to do with the roots. Because if they're under too much strain or there's not enough goodness in the soil or they haven't had enough water, then they can't support life. And that flow of goodness from the roots to the branches has stopped. There's no flowers. There's no fruit, there's not even any leaves on this one. In the end, it will die unless life-giving that gardeners do could be taken. The plant itself can't rescue itself. 
You know how plants, when they're under stress, they do try and put out um, flowers as quickly as possible in order to see whether they can set some seeds before they die. But that's about all they can do. They can't save themselves. Um, the other plant I brought, I didn't have very good specimens to show you, but um, at least it's better than the other one. Um, this is a verbena, and uh, it's fairly healthy. So just go with it, pretend it's really healthy. Um, in this one, the roots are in the right medium, in the right soil, and the pot's the right size, it's in the right place. And that life-giving water is able to be sucked up from the roots into the leaves and into the, into the stems so that life is flowing through the plant. And of course the result is flowers, isn't it? And the plant, all the plant had to do really was to put down the roots deeper and deeper into the soil. It couldn't control the rain or the sun or whatever else was happening, but it could grow its roots downwards and that's what it's been programmed to do, isn't it? to make sure that it didn't block that flow of goodness, that it encouraged it. And I'm sure you can see that there's going to be a big parallel with our lives in God, with these plants. So I'm just going to read again that reading from 1 John 4, because I want to really spend some time dwelling on some of these phrases and work. Again, it's um, page 1237 in the New Testament, right near the end of the Bible. And we were looking at 1 John 4, starting at verse 7. So I'm just going to read it again for you. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God <clears throat> and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. So I want to start off by focusing on verses 7 and 8. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not know God, love does not know God, because God is love. So the central phrase in that section is, revolutionary, even though we might take it for granted sometimes because we hear it said and sung about a lot. That phrase, God, it's not just that God is loving, um, that he's a loving person or uh, a loving being. He's got a kind heart. We're actually saying that, it actually says here, that God is love, that he is a relationship of love. And we know he's an active relationship in the Trinity with Father, Son, and Spirit. He is a relationship. Now, I don't really know what that means. What does it mean to say that God is love? What does it mean to say that God is a relationship? But I feel that it is absolutely vital. 
that we don't fall back into those pictures of God being a, an old man on a cloud with some friends, with the sun and with the spirit not being connected. And think about the plant and the soil. God is love. He is like good soil, like living water and all that a plant or a person needs to thrive. Elsewhere in scripture it says, in him we live and move and have our being. We are like plants that are planted in good soil. And what do we have to do in order to thrive ourselves and to become the people that we are meant to be? We have to grow our roots down. We don't have to try with our showy flowers and fruit that we're trying to create ourselves. We don't have to throw out those flowers in order to do something special before we die. All we need to do is to put our roots down deeper and deeper into God and the rest will follow. So I want to leave a little bit of space for you to reflect on that now and for me as well. What is the Spirit saying to us tonight when we hear that phrase, God is love? Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. So if you like to read, you could sit there and look at those words a little bit. We're going to ask God just to give us a moment or two of silence while we reflect on what he might want to say to us tonight. There may be thanksgiving in what we want to think and say. There may be just confusion. It might bring him our questioning and our lack of comprehension to God knowing that this is the kind of thing we can reflect on for a whole lifetime and only just scratch the surface. So let's have a few moments of quiet and then we'll look at the next part of the passage. What is the Spirit saying to you here tonight? Look at verses 9 to 10. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world, his love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So we live through Christ. What does that mean? It means that the life of Christ flows in us, roots that we put down, like all the nutrients being sucked up and being moved into our whole being. The more that we draw the spirit in us is the life of Christ in us, Jesus. Then we begin to grow our roots that bit deeper and we begin to grow and to know. is saying to us tonight about Jesus and about the Holy Spirit. I wonder what he wants us to show us. So I'm going to read those verses again. 
and then we're going to have a little bit more time of silence. So verse 10, this is love. Sorry, verse 9. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. But that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. What's the Spirit saying to us here tonight? Let's have a time of quiet while we ask God to show us what he wants to tell us tonight. Eleven and twelve. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. So we, be- we learn here that loving is our destiny, it's our raison d'etre. It's what we were made to do. But first, we have to accept that God loves us. Because if we don't really believe deep down how much God loves us, then we're not able to put down those roots for the plant to thrive in our lives. And I'm sure you can think of examples of how that might be true. It's very hard to love others if you don't feel loved yourself. And we will often seek in many unsuitable places to find that love, won't we? But if we find that love that God has for us and we hold on to it in life, it's impossible to love without knowing that we are loved. And God's love always came first, didn't it? God first loved us. And our love for him is a response Our love for other people is a response to that love. So we're going to read those verses again and then have another time of silence before we move on. So verse 11. Dear friends, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us. What's the Spirit saying to us tonight about God's love? What's the Spirit saying about our love for others? Is our love for others abundant or lacking or lukewarm? What's the Spirit saying to you tonight? Again at verse 12, no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. 
And what a difference that's going to make, not just to our own lives, but to the lives of all that we touch, the people who we live with and among, the people that we work with, the people that we meet each day. If we are living a life flow of love to grow in us and not stopping it. So I'm going to lead now into a little time of, of meditation for you to picture. First of all, think of somebody that you love and that you care about. It could be a friend or a family member. Just think about some. And I want you to just think about everything about them, the good points and the things that you like about them, the things that make you smile. Of course, you might think of the things about them that aren't so great, but try not to dwell on them right now. Just think about your fondness for them and the things that make them them make them them. And just speak to God in the silence in your heart to thank God for that person. Wonder about the things that you don't yet know about them. Even if it's someone you've lived with for a long time, there's still much to discover. What an amazing capacity we've been. How unique and incredible is each single person in this world. And what a privilege we have love in them. We wouldn't be able to love those, those people and feel those things about them if God had not first loved us and given us the capacity to love. and your fondness for them, and your desire for them to thrive and grow and flourish in life. That is how God feels about you. And it's much easier to start off with thinking about someone else than it is to start thinking about how God feels about us, about me. What feels about you is the same fondness, the same joy in all of your good points the same familiarity with all of your ways, the same generosity of spirit towards you. Just think now, or feel, or sit and wonder about how God feels toward you. Again, not letting any of your own faults come to the surface now, just discard them, because God is overlooking them Listen to what he wants to say to you this evening. Think of someone that you don't love. I wonder who God might put into our minds this evening in that category. It might be somebody that you don't know very well 
and that you would like to get to know better. It might be someone that you find difficult to be with. Someone from the past who you find difficult to forgive. It might be a group of people who you have dismissed or felt distrustful or dis might be a person in the news. Remember, has given you the power to love and has showered love upon you, group of people. No one has ever seen God and his love is made complete in us. Let's spend a moment just thanking God for his goodness in our lives.